can you say together? We are going to look at how God administers honor tonight as a people. But can you together can we together just declare this evening that I am a honorable person? I live with honor. I am a honorable person. I live with honor. Can we continue to declare this? In the name of Jesus. Reproach of any kind is far from my life and my destiny. In the name of Jesus, I live with honor. I am a honorable person and so God honors me. Men honor me every day. A Kenyan Sarabalek, I am a person of honor. Remana Supayana Gashata, Ragenyana Badosa, Egerekeziagandura Mashandri Kanasubaraga. Thank you, Father. 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 For in Jesus' mighty name, we are still praying. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Now, there is something that we must do. Hallelujah. As believers in Christ, there is something that we must do. Now, Jesus said something when he was teaching the disciples to pray. He said, when you ought to pray, forgive. Somebody say forgive. He said, when ye stand up, forgive, so that your Father that is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Now, before we go forth this evening, I want us to understand that if you do not honor God's word, you can't be honored. This is, this is a truth. This is a reality. Let me just tell us now that if you cannot honor the instructions and the principles of God, you can't receive honor, even as a child of God. Hallelujah. So I want you to take some time because one of the things that Satan does for the people of God is that he lures them into a place where they live in bitterness and unforgiveness. Let me say this briefly because I, I just felt let to say this now. Now, if you are battling with bitterness, if there is bitterness in your heart towards anyone, the rivers of living water in you cannot flow. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. If you are battling with bitterness, if there is bitterness in your heart, rivers of living water cannot flow from inside you. It's impossible. Because what will be flowing from inside of you will be, instead of the living water, it will be bitterness. So if you have someone that has you know, offended you so much, well, I know what they did is powerful. I know what they did is so awful. I understand that you can't get over it. You can't forgive them. Hallelujah. But this is the night where God is speaking to you. You have to forgive. The Lord Jesus said, if you do not forgive, your father that is in heaven will not forgive you. A man that has unforgiveness in his heart is a man that is in prison and kept another man in prison. Both the person that is that has been offended and the person and the offender, both of you are in prison. So forgive. I want you to take a minute, think about those people that have done something so awful so much that you have so much so you have decided not to forgive them because we want to enter into honor. We want to make sure that we are aligning with God's word. Can you begin to forgive those people now? Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I forgive this person. What they did is terrible. What they did is so awful. But I forgive them. Can, can we begin to pray? Can you begin to release those people from the from the grudges now?
Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, release them, release them. Go ahead. Go ahead. Release them from the grudges now. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead. I know what they did is awful. If you are finding it difficult to forgive them, just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I forgive this person by faith. Say, I forgive them by faith. But make sure that you are forgiving them. I'm giving you one more minute to do that. Go ahead. Thank you, Father. 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 For in Jesus' mighty name, the brain. And so, Father, we thank you. In the name of Jesus, we have done according to your word and we have released all those people from the grudges that we owed against them. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we forgive these ones, Father, we pray that you forgive us also. In the name of Jesus, we pray that you look favorably upon us. In the name of Jesus, we have honored your word. In the name of Jesus, let your honor be in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Can we now pray this prayer and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, speak to me tonight. In the name of Jesus, speak to me in your word tonight. In the name of Jesus, reveal yourself to me in your word tonight. In the name of Jesus. Can we go ahead? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Speak through me to me, even to me tonight. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, I don't want to do this by my strength or by my understanding. By yourself, teach us tonight. In the name of Jesus. By yourself, teach us tonight. In the name of Jesus. By yourself, teach us tonight. In the name of Jesus, by yourself, teach us tonight. In the name of Jesus, teach us tonight. In the name of Jesus, by yourself, teach us tonight. In the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Good evening, everybody. Honestly, I am sincerely sorry. I am so sorry. I, once again, I am so sorry about tonight. Honestly, this is not usually, you already know this is not usually how we hold our meetings. What happened is that actually, you will not believe this few minutes to the meeting. I had just been getting back from church all day few minutes to the meeting as i was about to open my door i smashed my phone accidentally against the wall accidentally and the force was so powerful the phone broke instantly everything just wiped out. in fact i had to practically travel across town to make it to this meeting like practically travel across town notice i say travel 
<laughs> because the distance is a lot far. It's very far. I had to just quickly pack my things and travel across far town to find one of our members that resides in the same town so I can use her phone. So please, can you please appreciate uh, the sister, Sister Precious? God bless you. So yes, um, the conditions might not be optimal, but by the grace of God, I believe firmly in what God wants to share with us tonight. And that is why I'm making that sacrifice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. Tonight, we want to look at the administration of God's honor. The administration of God's honor. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. Now, there's something I want us to understand. That whenever God releases his word, it is done. You know, God was speaking to me this morning while preparing for church. And I just sat there and I was thinking about it. You know, God actually said to me that whenever I speak, it is not like I have to do anything extra to make it happen. Hallelujah. So what this means is that anytime that God speaks, he doesn't have to do anything. The moment he says, whatever it is that he said is done. Is somebody listening to me? The moment God speaks, whatever it is he said, is settled. Now, what I'm saying is this. So when God says things, I mean, when God speaks his word, the Bible says that he sent his word. Now, he sent his word and his word healed them. So what happened to them was not when he spoke, the word was the carrier of the healing power. So whenever God says something, what he has said is the carrier of the power that will make what he has said come to pass. Hallelujah. For example, God said, this is our season of honor. Now, listen to this. God said, this is our year of rest. That's another thing God said. I want you to go ahead and again for us, look for us, First Samuel, Samuel chapter 2. First Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30. First Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30. Go ahead and paste that too. Now, before we look at the scripture, I just want us to understand certain things. Now, if you as a believer do not know how to pay attention to that word and honor that word, are we together now? You would not be able to experience the, the power that is in that word. There is a secret to creation. The Bible said in the beginning was the word, and the word, and, and you know, and the word was with God. And the word was God. The Bible now said, all things were made by that word. How? Because the word was what made all things possible. Now, so whenever God speaks, it is done. It is not like God is going to do it in his time. I, I think somebody needs to hear this. I know there is a notion, hear this now. There is a notion that we think and we carry around that when God speaks, he has chosen a certain time to do it. Mm, yes and no. Notice I said yes and no. When God speaks, the word he spoke has already settled. As far as God is concerned, it is settled. 
However, in order for you to come into the experience of it, there is a process and it is the word of God that will determine the length, the breadth and the activities to be done in that process. The word of God, not God any longer. If you study the story of Joseph at some point, the Bible said that until his word came, Bible makes us to understand that it was the word of God that tried Joseph. It was not God. The word of God tried Joseph. Hallelujah. So as a believer, you must have an understanding that is very important. And what is this understanding? This understanding is simple. It is that you must learn to honor God's word. So this is the season of honor. As believers now, we must now learn to key into what God has said so that we can experience it. Now let's read the scriptures. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. It says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares for you. Now verse 6. Our emphasis is on verse 6. Our emphasis is on verse 6. Verse 6 says, verse 6, first Peter chapter 5 and verse 6 now. Thank you, Father. First verse of the five and verse six it says, "Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty." Hallelujah. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand that it may exalt you in due time. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that it may exalt you in due time. There is a due time. Hallelujah. And there is a process. There is a process to experiencing the due time. I want to get it now. See, start to it now. It is God that raises men. Hallelujah. No man can by himself, I repeat, no man can by himself become great. It is God that raises men. If any man is whatever he is today, it is by God. The Lord Jesus said, no man can receive anything except it be given from him from above. So even if the person uses diabolical means, he received it because God made it possible. Hallelujah. Now, 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30. Not 13. 1 Samuel, Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30. I want us to read this scripture, three scriptures together and then, you know, begin to examine them. Hold on to the first one, 1 Peter 5, 6. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. So, humility is a key to the experience of exaltation. Now, for a man to become honorable, or for God to honor a man, so, so to say, he has to be exalted. Because honor comes as a result of the kind of person that the man is. Hallelujah. Honor comes as a result of the kind of person that the man is. Now, First Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30 says, Therefore the Lord of Israel says, I promise that your branch of the tribe of Levi will always be my priest, but I will honor those who honor me. Now, this is a person. God was speaking to a particular person, and the person has dishonored God. Now, listen to this. God already promised the person. God already promised the entire tribe. He said, I have promised 
that your branch of the tribe of Levi would always be my priest. But I will honor those who honor me. Somebody say, I will honor those who honor me. Hallelujah. I will honor those who honor me and I will despise those who think lightly of me. So God is saying, I know I have said something before concerning your life, but because of your lack of honor, there is a possibility that you will not experience it. Now God is simply saying that I may not honor my word in your life if you don't know how to honor me. Hallelujah. Somebody listen to this. God is saying, I will not honor my word in your life if you don't know how to honor me. This is key for us to understand now. John chapter 12 and verse 26. We will find a common denominator in this scripture. First Peter chapter 5 verse 6. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and at the right time it will lift you up in honor. The KJV says it will exalt you. So the first point I want us to settle tonight is that it is God that honors men. Even if men honors you, it is God that made it possible to, for, uh, for me, for men to honor you. There are people in this world that they have sweat. I'm being honest with you, they have sacrifices, they have scars. Scars that naturally, under normal circumstances, they should be great men because of the sacrifices and the scars that they bear. But for some reason, for some funny reason, they are not honorable men. Hallelujah. John chapter 12 and 26. John chapter 12 and verse 26. I'm still waiting for that scripture to be displayed now. Now it says, anyone who wants to serve me, this is the Lord Jesus speaking here. Don't forget, you know, speaking through Apostle Peter in First Peter 5 and verse 6, and then God was speaking through Samuel, I mean, Prophet Samuel, in First Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30, and then the Lord Jesus himself said, anyone who wants to follow me, I mean, who wants to serve me, must follow me. Hallelujah. Because my servant must be where I am. Now listen to this. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Somebody say, my Father. Can you say it louder? Will honor those who serve the Lord Jesus. Can you say again, my Father? Will honor those who serve the Lord Jesus. Now, what this means? Hallelujah. Now, what this means is that it is God that honors men. One, first thing, settle it down. It is God that honors men. Now, two, God can choose not to honor his word in the person's life. Hallelujah. It is important that you say this, that you understand this at this point. That God can choose not to honor his word in the life of a person. That is, God can change his mind. Listen to this. this there's a difference between, you know, um, God saying something and it's not happening in your life and God changing his mind entirely. There's a possibility that God can change his life. You know what I mean? His mind concerning you. And what can cause God to change his mind concerning you 
is the issue of honor. Now, the Lord Jesus said there is a process. The three scriptures we have read now said, reveals to us that there is a process to the attainment of honor in the presence of God. Let me not get ahead of myself yet. There is a process. So God has said this is our season of honor, but you must have the understanding and the wisdom. Because for many of us that has been, you know, that have been using the keys to experience honor in the past, without knowing this season, you will not miss it. God will honor you. Now, for many of us that do not know how to experience honor, how to use the keys to experiencing honor, God is telling you, come and learn. This is the reason I did not postpone this meeting or try to teach it another time, despite all of the inconveniences. Can somebody say it's my season for honor? You don't have to unmute yourself, just say it to yourself. Say it's my season of honor. Now, what does honor mean? Honor means to demonstrate high respect or great respect, I mean, great esteem for somebody. Honor means to honor somebody means to demonstrate high respect or great esteem for the person. So if you are somebody that God is saying, I'm going to honor, God is saying, I'm going to have great respect. Listen to this. God is saying, I have great respect for you and I hold you in high regard. Ah! Now you must understand that this is not a place that a man gets to. I want to get it now. Just because, um, you know, just because, um, how do you put it now? <laughs> just because the Lord Jesus died for him. Now, listen to this. I, 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 want, I wish I could emphasize this enough. Now, the Lord Jesus died for us. And it has, he has made us the sons of God. There is no doubt about that. We are sons before God. And God does not have favorite children. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But by reason of our relationship with God, some of his sons will become honorable men. And some will not be honorable. Let me say that now. Ah, but what does the Bible now talk about us having abundance of grace that we now, you know, that will cause us to reign? It is because you don't understand grace. There are dimensions to grace. Now, let me let me, let me show you something. That wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. Wisdom. The application of wisdom, I want to get it now, is a form of grace. And this is why the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1, and I think from verse 2, that grace and peace will be multiplied unto you through the knowledge. So when you acquire the knowledge of God, listen to this, this evening, when you acquire the knowledge of God, such as we are talking about tonight, and you are able to put it into practice, hallelujah, you become able to experience the grace of God at work in your life. So wisdom is a dimension of grace. Hallelujah. So don't make mistakes. You know, one of the things you think is that when we use the word grace, we just think it is everything. The free or merited, calm down. There are dimensions to grace. In another series, we'll talk about the dimensions of grace. So that you are a child of God is one. But you have to work out your own salvation by your own self. 
you are going to become a honorable child of God. There are many children of God, so to say. There are many sons of God on head that are not honorable. And it does not change God. It doesn't make him less of God. Now, point number two. I've said point number one, I've defined honor. You could just give those points any number you want. Now, listen to this. A man that must be honored must be an honorable man. A man that must be honored must be himself a honorable man. There are some things that can't be miracles. One of them, one of them is honor. <laughs> Hallelujah. Quote me anywhere. There are some things that cannot happen as a result of a miracle. One of them is honor. You can receive miracle alert. Listen to me. You can receive miracle alert. You can receive miracle healing. I want to get that now. You can receive miracle children. You can receive miracle many things, but no miracle honor. It is a spiritual law. Honor is hand. I want to get it now. It is a spiritual, in the, both in the natural and in the spiritual realm, honor is hand. You don't just honor people just because, um, you know, they appear. See, listen to this. So if you are going to be honor anybody, there must be someone that looks honorable. There is a way a man can dress and talk. When you look at the man, you can't disrespect him. No, it's, it's, I mean, you don't know anything about him yet. Just because of the way he's dressed and the way he talks, you can't talk to him anyhow. Hallelujah. So understand this and say to you tonight. There are some things that can't be gotten by prayer. We have prayed wonderful. We have done the needful party when it comes to prayer. But when it comes to the experience of it, you must understand that it is end. Now, what you are going to have to do to earn it is what you must know. Now, note this again. That what brings honor to men is the kind of result that they command. What causes men to honor men? Or what causes God to honor... Okay, let's start from here. What causes God to honor a man is, the kind, is because of the kind of relationship he has with the man. The Bible says, and Abraham believed God and God counted it for righteousness. Look, listen to this. God counted. So that means God counted the number of scenarios where Abraham could have chosen not to believe him and he still chose to believe God. And God said, nah, this man is something else. Okay, I declare you fit to walk with me. You know, I, I, I keep telling people this, that it came to a point God wants to judge an entire city of planet Earth. And heart, heart that God created with his own, I mean by himself. And the people that he created by himself. He said, is it possible for me to take such a decision on earth without telling Abraham first? Hold on. Because I cannot trespass his territory without telling him. So as far as God was concerned, Heth was Abraham's territory. Hi. So, I, I, you know, I've said this before. There are many people think of Abraham in that scenario to be an intercessor. 
I think of him as a king and a priest. And, be, and I'm being honest with you, that is how God saw him. The truth is this, Abraham earned the honor that he had. Even the Lord Jesus earned the honor that he has today. Today we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus and everything is obliged to answer. Why? He earned that honor. So if you are going to be honored, you must understand this. It must be because of the kind of results that you command. If God is going to honor you, it must be because of the kind of relationship you have built with him. So there are many people today that all they want to do is that they want to use God. They don't want to have anything to do with God. They just want to use God. God can honor such people. <laughs> Hallelujah. And men can't honor such people. Now, the truth is this, that if you have a solid relationship with God, it will make you a system to men. Hallelujah. If you have a solid relationship with God, it will make you a system to men. And as a result of you being a system to men, men will honor you without you persuading them. But in the, in the natural realm, amongst men, okay, we honor each other because of the kind of result that we command. And the things that they are capable of doing. We honor the president because of his executive powers. We are not honoring him because, uh, you know, because of his name, but because of the office he's holding. We honor our pastors because they are God's representatives to us. And that's why we honor them. We are not honoring them just because they are pastor, they are bishop, they are this, but because they are representing God to us. So if there's anyone that is disrespecting and dishonoring their pastors, I'm being honest with you now, for any reason, if there's anyone that is dishonoring their leaders for any reason, one of the first things that will happen to you, you should be assured of, is that you are going to be in the same scenario and it's going to happen to you. People will dishonor you or you will not even get there. Now, notice again, that honor is in levels. Hallelujah. Honor is in levels. There, there is a level of honor for each level of life. Let me say it that way. So, right there where you are now, people can begin to honor you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right where you are now, people can begin to honor you. And as you continue to grow, more people will continue to honor you. The truth is that the reason many people of us have not been honored by men is because we are not aware of the things that God has deposited in us so that we can live honorable lives. Hallelujah. So, the honor is in levels. There is the honor that you can give a local government chairman. It is not as big as the honor that you can give a state government. State governor. And the honor you give to a state governor can't be the same as the one you give to a president. And in fact, there are honors that you give to presidents of the world according to the rankings of their states. I was going to now. 
If I, it, it, sometimes I find it funny. There are some kind of honors. The honor we give to the chief of your village or the chief of your town is different from the honor you give to your pastor. And then there is the honor that we give to our parents. But one of the major problems that we have for the believer is familiarity. So one thing that robs the children of God and one thing that robs men of living of leading honorable lives and are therefore attracting honor into their lives is familiarity. Do you realize that because you are too familiar with God's word, so to say, you are too familiar with the Bible, you don't honor it any longer? You know, because you didn't have to suffer to receive the Lord Jesus. You don't honor praying, I mean, going to church any longer. You don't honor God in church any longer. Because your pastor is close to you. Your spiritual father loves you so much and he spends a lot of time and energy on you. You do not honor him any longer. Hallelujah. Honor is in levels. So from the position you are in now, you can begin to experience your due honor. What you need is to find the keys to the experience of this honor. So there are keys to the experience of honor. Hallelujah. And it is these keys that we have come to look at tonight. As a people. There are keys. Because we have said that honor must be heard. If you are going to receive honor, if you are going to be honored in your life, you must earn it. So what do you do to earn it? What are the things to do to earn honor as a believer? In the world, you will find that some of these principles, when we begin to talk about them, they apply to even the natural world as it is. Now, the first key to the experience of honor, I'll call it together, is obedience and humility. This is the first key. You can put it down. The first key to the experience of honor is obedience and humility. Now, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6. When we say obedience and humility now, we mean obedience and humility to God's word. Don't forget we said earlier that when God says something, what is said, hallelujah, what is said, okay, is able to do what has been said. Do you understand what I'm saying? That what God said is able to do what has been said. Let me put it this way. The Bible says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the hearts. And the heart was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the day. And then the next thing the Bible said is that, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. Now, God said, so it is what, what God said that became the light. It was the word that became the light. So every time God speaks, listen to this, every time God speaks, as far as God is concerned, what is said has been settled. This is what the Bible says, forever, Oh Lord, your word is settled. In heaven, it is settled. As far as it's concerned, it is settled. There is no debate. There is no running around. 
There is no uh, let's take our time. There is no uh, let's try to arrange. Mm -mm. It is settled. So if it is going to come to manifestation in the physical realm, there is a relationship you must have with that word. This is why God spoke to Joshua. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth day and night. You meditate therein, and what will happen to you is that you will make your own way prosperous. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. So, you must understand this. So, you must... As a believer, you must have this obedience and humility to God's word. You know, sometimes when God speaks, it is foolishness. It is foolishness to men. Romans chapter 10 and verse 11, please. First Peter 5 says, says, So humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. So there is a humbling at the mighty power of God. Humble yourself under the mighty, I, I love this particular version, under the mighty power of God. The KJV says under the mighty hand of God. Now, the mighty hand of God and the mighty power of God, they are the same thing. Now, if you read Isaiah chapter 53 or 58, one of those two scriptures, it said, who hath believed our report? Listen to this. I am explaining to you the administration of the mighty hand of God. Isaiah said, who hath believed our report? To whom is the hand of the Lord revealed? So the hand of the Lord is revealed through the believing of the report of God. As if that is not enough. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 2. I mean, one theory now. It said, He upholds all things. Talking about the Lord Jesus and all believers now. Says that you are to uphold all things by the word of His power. By the word of His power. The Bible didn't say the power of His word. The Bible said the power of His word now. Then it will mean that, and then it will mean that He has another kind of power that is different from His word. But the Bible says the word of his power. So when the Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty power of God, or mighty hand of God, what the Bible is saying actually is that you should humble yourself under the mighty word of God. So if you are going to be exalted, if God is going to honor you, you are going to have to learn to become humble to what God has said. And becoming humble to what God has said means that you lay all your understanding to the floor in subjection to God's word. There are many people that they are too educated. Listen to this. You are too educated. You are too sensible. You are too sensual. I'm being honest with you. You are too knowledgeable to believe what God has said. So the word of God is fairy tale as far as you're concerned. I was speaking to somebody, I mean, I think about two days ago or yesterday. I think it's two days ago, and we were just having a chat. And the person told me that are you that you are just funny? You know, he's a young man like me. He was trying to tell me that uh, you know, you think everything is by church, you think everything is by God. We were telling him about how the angels of the Lord encompass us about and are protecting us from all attacks and any evil. 
And then he was like, oh, so as you are going on the street now, if you see somebody that is trying to rob you of your phone or to rob you from the things you are carrying, what will you do? Will you not run away? And I told him that if I meet somebody like that on the road, even if they were holding any kind of weapon, I'm so sorry. I am sorry for them because they will have to beg me to leave. Now he was like, ah, ah, is he everything? You know, he was like, Pastor, is he everything? I said, okay, it's all right. I understand you. You feel, see, sometimes we feel like, let us use wisdom. I get it. Thank you for your wisdom. We appreciate it. But the truth is, if your wisdom is not founded in God's word, throw it away. You are not being normal. So the first way to the experience of honor is to learn to put God's word first. Second Corinthians, I mean, sorry, rather, first Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 11, I mean, from verse 9, down to verse 13 and 14. At some point, he said, The natural man cannot receive the things of God. I think that's verse 13 or 14. He says, The natural man cannot receive the things of God because they are foolishness to him. So if God's word is still, is still foolishness, to, I'm being honest with you, if any instruction from God still sounds like foolishness to you, you are in trouble. Because what it means is that your mind is incapable of humbling itself to what God has said. And as long as this does not happen, you are not honoring God's word. And as long as this does not happen, that word cannot be honored in your life. Do you know what it means for the word of God to be honored in your life? It means to come to a reality through you. Somebody say humility. Humble yourself. Now, Romans 10, 11, it says, As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. I told you earlier that the opposite of honor is disgrace. The opposite of honor is disgrace. He now says, Anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Anyone who trusts in him. And how is your trust in him demonstrated? By the obeying of what he has said. So if you are obeying God's word partially, it means you trust God partially. In fact, the, the portion to which you are obeying God's word is the portion to which you trust God. So you can't be saying, I trust God. And you are finding it difficult to obey what he has said. You're joking, right? Now, let's look at the Lord Jesus. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 6. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 6 to 11. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 6 to 11. I know it's a very long scripture. But let's look at Romans chapter 5. Don't worry if you have if you have found Philippians 2, I mean Philippians 2, 6 to 11, just post it. Now, Romans 5, 1 to 5. Very popular scripture. I love the scripture a lot. It said, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus, by whom also we have access into this grace. Wherein we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, he says we glory in tribulations, 
knowing that tribulation worker patience and patience experience and experience hope now it says this kind of hope does not cause disgrace to happen this kind of hope does not cause disappointment to happen why because the love of god is shed abroad in our hearts we'll come to that later there is an assurance you have that will not lead to disgrace that assurance is born out of a trust you have in him and that trust is demonstrated in your obedience to him hallelujah now if you look at philippians 2 verse 6 let's look at let's look at this together it says though he was god he did not think of equality with god as something to cling to he said though he was god he did not think of being equal to god as something he should hold on to he said instead he gave up his divine privileges he took the humble position of a slave and was born of a human being and when he appeared in human form he humbled himself in obedience to god and died a criminal's death on the cross he died a criminal's death on the cross he now says therefore god elevated him to the place of highest honor ah. god elevated him to the place of highest honor but two things happened there first and foremost he humbled himself secondly he obeyed to the extent i mean to the extreme and the Bible says god has given him a name that is above all other names that the name of jesus every new every knee on earth should bow under the earth and in the heavens and it says every tongue declared that jesus christ is lord whenever they want to experience the glory of god the father every tongue declare that jesus is lord to the glory of god the father so if the glory of god the father is to be revealed then you must it must be because jesus is enthroned in the life of the person are we together now if your life must reveal the glory of the father jesus must be enthroned in your life now look at this god gave the lord jesus such a honor that even if you want listen to this even if you want the glory of god to be revealed in you it is not god you have to enthrone in your life it is the it is jesus look at that kind of honor he received that kind of honor not just because he was the son of god you know many things you do not realize is that you are just a son of god as much as jesus is the branch of the vine is as much as the vine as the as the i mean as the tree of the vine itself as the stem of the vine itself But what makes the difference between you and the Lord Jesus? I will tell you now. It's because he is Lord over all things. He has the highest honor. And of course, your source in the kingdom. So, as a result of his obedience and humility, he entered into a place of honor. I'm telling you that if you can learn to obey God's word and become humble to it, you will enter into a place of honor. The systems of the world will begin to honor you. You know, when we sing this song, I live above the systems of the world, you are living above them because they are honoring you. Rules will be bent for you. You will do the impossible. The laws of this world will, will abandon their cause for you. 
But this is because you are honoring and obeying God's word. Hallelujah. So the first key, has somebody gotten it? The first key to the experience of honor is to lead a honorable life. I mean, is to become humble and obey God's word. Obedience and humility. To God's word. Obedience and humility to God's word. That's the first key. Now, the second key to the experience of honor is to live a honorable life. Hallelujah. Consciously live a honorable life. Romans chapter 13 and verse 6. Romans chapter 13 and verse 6. Live a honorable life. I've told you, I've said this before, that men honor you because of the kind of results that you command. Men will honor you because of the kind of result that you command. You know, one of the things I learned last year was that people don't mind. People don't mind that you are, even if religious, people don't mind that you are, I'll be honest with you, they don't mind that you go to church all the time. They don't mind that you pray all the time. They don't mind that you talk about God all the time. As long as you have results to show for it. What people have problem with are people that do not have any result to show for it and they are very religious. And one of the challenges that we have in the body of Christ is that we have seen plenty of religion with no result. It does not lead to a honorable life. So as a believer yourself, you must live a honorable life. And by living a honorable life, we mean you give honor to whom honor is due. Verse 8. Romans chapter 13 from verse 6 to 8. When we say you live a honorable life, what we are saying is that you give honor to whom honor is due. I must say this at this point, respect people. Hello? It is important that I say this. As much as you have said, you should respect God's word. You should respect God. Respect people. If you see any man that is a great man or has some kind of result, respect them. You are a tenant and landlord. No matter how much, as something you do not have. Respect him for that reason. Romans 16, verse 6 to 8. It says, pay your taxes to, for this same reasons, for government workers need to be paid. They are serving God in what they do. Now it says, give to everyone what you owe them. Hallelujah. Can we hear me? Romans 16, 6 to 8. Says, give to verse 7 now. Says, give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them. And he says, and give respect and honor to those who are in authority. 
I must, I must say this. When you see great men, respect them. When you see men, see, you may not always agree with them. I'm being honest with you. You may not always agree with them, but respect them. In fact, you may even not God has left them, but respect them. Hallelujah. You might even know and have private information to it, the fact that God has left them. Still, respect them. Give honor to whom honor is due. If you can't respect people for their results, respect them for their scars. Respect them for their sacrifices. Respect them for their process. Respect them for the resilience they had all this. Hallelujah. Sorry, I think I have uh, a bit of issue with the reception there. Now, I was saying earlier that if you can't respect people for their results, respect them for their scars. Respect them for the process. Respect them for their resilience. For anyone to become successful in anything, it takes a lot of resilience and consistency and hard work. And I'm being honest with you, respect them for that. In fact, if you see anyone that has a result that you do not have, rather than being envious of that person, learn to respect them. Learn to honor them. In honoring them, I'm being honest with you, you attract honor to yourself. Part of living an honorable life, part of leading a honorable life, is to dress honorably. Part of it, I, I know you don't have all the means to dress, you know, extravagantly now as we are growing and we're trusting God, but by all means, dress well. By all means, dress well. You know, even some women, some of our women used to make these mistakes even in, the, in, in I mean, even in their houses. You know, I, I just, sometimes I go around in some neighborhoods and I see married women tying rapper, nonsense, walking on the streets. In the name of, I'm standing in front of my house, you are tying rapper. No man is going to see you like that and respect you. Not even your own husband. I'm being honest with you. You know, I, I like telling, see, I would, we will tell the truth here, that one of the problems we have is familiarity. Dress honorably, present yourself honorably. Lead a honorable life. Give honor to whoever is due, your teachers, you know, your pastors, you know, anybody that deserves it. They have earned it. Give it to them. So that when it is your time that you have earned it, it will not be denied of you. Hallelujah. And finally, the third key, the third and final key to the experience of honor is love. Somebody say love. Somebody say love. There are men that do not have anything. The only thing they have is love. I'm being honest with you. They didn't have a good education. They didn't have, uh, you know, they didn't have qualifications. They didn't study, but they had love. Many of the apostles, many of them were unlearned men. 
but they had the love of God in, you know, impressed upon their hearts by the Spirit of the living God. And this was enough. The Bible says that he that dwells in love dwelleth in God. So even if you don't have anything on earth to give, I'm being honest with you, you have looked at yourself, you see, you think that your life is empty and you don't have any, you know, any meaningful thing to give to men. You can give love. I'm being honest with you, you can contribute love. You can contribute gratitude. Learn this. When you have, if, when God places wonderful men amongst you, when God places wonderful men in your midst, people that are great, great men, if you can't contribute value to them back, contribute gratitude. Hallelujah. You are buying on, I've been honest with you, you are buying honor for yourself. Honor is not just, it's not any other, it's, it, it, it's a currency. It will cost you something to earn it. But when you have it, it will bring in something for you. Can somebody say honor is a currency? You have to earn it. Hallelujah. So the third key to the experience of honor is love. And when we say love, now, you, you notice in Romans chapter 5 that I was quoting earlier, Romans chapter 5 from verse 1 to 5, the last verse says that the hope we have does not disappoint because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the spirit of the living God that has been given to us. So because of the love of God that is shed abroad in our hearts, our hope is not disappointed. Hallelujah. So you must learn to give honor to whom honor is due. I'm going to mention just a few people, just to point our attention to them. You must learn to honor God himself. You must learn to honor your father, especially when you approach him in prayer. You must learn to honor God. And now listen to this. Anyone that wants to honor God must learn to honor the men of God. How do you put it this way? If you are going to honor God, you must learn to honor the sons of God. Yeah, that's the proper way to put it. I said earlier that honor is a currency. You have to earn it. Honor is a currency. You have to earn it. And when you do earn it, it will bring in something for you. Let me say this again. You can't claim to be honoring God if you are not honoring the sons of God. You can't claim to love God if you do not love the brethren. So honor God. Next, honor whatever God has honored. Did you listen to that? Honor whatever or whoever God has honored. If you find out a man that God is honoring, honor them. If you find out a thing that God has caught aside, consecrated, honor it. Hallelujah. God has honored his word. He has honored the name of Jesus, honor it. God honors his word, you to honor it. Everything that God has honored, or God is honoring, or you find out that this, there is honor in the, past, in the life of this person, and this honor is from God. Please begin to honor that person. So honor God, honor his word, 
honor his people. Again, I will repeat this. Honor people with scars as sacrifices that are attached to greatness. Honor people with scars and sacrifices that are attached to greatness. Learn to do this. Now, on, learn to honor leaders. I, especially in a country like Nigeria, I know it is very difficult to do this. <laughs> but let's learn to honor our leaders. I know many times it looks as if they don't deserve it, but the truth is that because we think that they don't deserve it, we are the ones that elected them. So for us to come later and say that we think they don't deserve it, is to dishonor ourselves. So honor them. Hallelujah. Honor them. Honor anyone that is in a position of honor so that when your time comes, no one will disgrace you. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that you will not be disgraced. I pray for you again in the name of Jesus that you will not be disgraced. You will live a life of honor even as you operate the keys of honor in the name of Jesus. We're going to take one more prayer tonight before we leave. And we're going to ask our Father to forgive us in any way that we have dishonored him. That Father, in the name of Jesus, we have come to ask for forgiveness. In any way that we have dishonored you, Father, forgive us. Can we begin to pray tonight? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because our sins are forgiven. We thank you because you have forgiven us. You've forgiven us for dishonoring you in any way. So thank you, Father. 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 For in Jesus mighty name we pray and so father we thank you we give you all the glory we give you all adoration we give you all honor we say be that exalted in the name of jesus we thank you for your word that you sent to us we thank you because you have decided to honor us we thank you because you have called us men of honor we say be that exalted in the name of jesus Father, even as we go forth honoring your word, honoring your people, and honoring you, we thank you because you have honored us. We say, hallowed be thy name in the name of Jesus. Even as we go forth this new week in the name of